On today's program, we cover two subjects. The first on risk protection tools available from LRPs to futures. We're going to break it down and try to provide some direction on which one is best for your operation, how you can get started and what to expect from those that are offering these services. And our second subject on fetal programming. It's a buzzword in the industry. Dr. Kelly Sanders is my guest as we drill down on the basics of what it means to us as ranchers on this episode of the Working Ranch Radio Show. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Working Ranch Radio Show. Thank you for joining us on our program, as we appreciate all of you joining us. Of course, there's multiple ways you can listen into our program. If you're listening here on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM, we appreciate you tuning in right here, as you will find us every Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern. And I know we have a lot of folks listening on your podcast provider. Thank you for taking the time to download our program. Today's program, by the way, is episode 58 and uh, you know one thing we would appreciate if you do like the programs or different ones that you've listened to be sure to comment on that let us know or if you would like me to cover a subject that I have not yet covered or go a little bit further in depth on don't be afraid to send me an email my email address is justin.workingranch at gmail.com and we would love to uh, do what we can to cover the subjects that you all want to listen out there now You know, for myself, I ranch here in northeastern Wyoming, so a lot of people say, well, how do you come up with your subjects or topics that you're going to talk about? And I said, well, a lot of it has to do with what I'm dealing with or what I'm thinking about in my head or looking ahead for the next couple, three months or half a year down the road and anticipating what are some decisions that we're going to have to be making as ranchers. And I know for a lot of us, uh, you know, here that listen, we have folks listen all over the country, our timings might be a little bit different for the folks. I know Uh, Down in the south, uh, you folks probably your calving cycle is a little bit different than us folks up here in the north but nevertheless some of the subjects we cover are going to be the same and so uh, with that in mind that's kind of how I come up with some of my subjects like I said is what am I thinking about or what am I going to be have to dealing with and so that's kind of how we do that but anyways we are glad to have you joining us on our program now a couple weeks ago I uh, was on a road trip as I went down to Houston Texas for the 2022 Cattle Con Convention the uh, National Cattlemen's Beef Association annual meeting down there in Houston, Texas. And from that meeting down there, I was able to catch up with a couple folks on our topics that we're going to be covering today. Now, if you listen at the very intro, we're going to be talking about risk protection that's out there. And of course, uh, back in the day, a lot of that risk protection had to do with commodity training and futures and so forth. Well, nowadays, uh, some of the the things we're hearing more about is LRPs or livestock risk protection uh, program that's out there that's available for producers to take advantage of. In fact, we ourselves, we've we've covered that on our program here on the Working Ranch Radio Show. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that as Craig Van Dyke with Stonex Financial will be my guest. We're going to be talking the various types of risk protection that's out there and, and, and how you can kind of sort through that and get started and also just some of the things to be thinking about as you pick a, a, a folks 
as you pick somebody that you're going to be working with and the questions you could be asking them and how you can go about getting that done to to look at risk protection for your cattle herd and your marketing prospects that are out there. Also today we're going to be talking with Dr. Kelly Sanders with Westway Feeds. We're going to be talking on the subject of fetal programming and I know a lot of you probably have heard that. Maybe you've sat in on some on some talks about fetal programming but Dr. Kelly Sanders is going to we're going to talk about that and try to get it simplified just a little bit so that we understand it from a basic standpoint of what that means for our each of our own respective herds and how that plays a role in in our decision making as we look at uh, our different feeding type programs that are out there mineral programs and packages and how that all plays into effect with our with fetal programming and really just as i said before with dr kelly sanders just trying to simplify it as best we can and, and understanding it from that perspective also as we regularly do on our program today the captain tim O'Byrne will be by in just a few moments here to share this week's edition of tim's two cents of course he's the publisher and editor of of Working Ranch Magazine and uh, they are working on the next edition of Working Ranch Magazine. If you don't have a copy of this, you know, this is chosen number one by America's Ranchers Magazine out there. I would encourage you to go to workingranchmag.com. You can go there and you can sign up for your subscription to Working Ranch Magazine. Every edition filled with great articles, great pictures, great stories that are relevant to working ranches all across the country. So don't be afraid to, uh, to reach out to the website and take a look at that and as i said the captain tim o'burn will be by just in just a few moments for this week's edition of tim's two cents also a regular edition uh, at the last part of our program today meteorologist don day will be joining us weather's starting to get I'd, I'd like to say heat up but it's actually the opposite of that the weather's getting kind of dicey out there across the countryside meteorologist don day will be joining us to talk about what's in store for the next couple of weeks and also looking into the first part of march so be sure to stay with us for that right now a thank Thank you to the sponsors of the Working Ranch Radio Show, the American Cemental Association. And a few years ago, there was a survey done that showed the growth in the different breeds of bulls sourced by commercial producers. This was between the years of 2014 and 2020. And did you know that the largest growth in bull breed type during that time well, it was bulls with sim genetics. Heterosis works, which is why with Simmental, it's more per head period. Find out more at Simmental.org. Also, sponsors include the King Ranch Institute of Ranch Management, the American Hereford Association, Come Home to Hereford, and the North American Limousine Foundation. Limousine cattle deliver to your bottom line. And our final sponsor today is Keneally Angus with their spring bull sale coming up on Saturday, March 26th. To find out more, go to their website at KeneallyAngus.com. Well, right now, let's check in with the captain, Tim O'Byrne, for this week's edition of Tim's Two Cents. Hey, Justin. Hey, everybody out there in Radio Land. It's no secret that I personally know every single possible thing there is to know about beef cattle production. But when I don't know something, the first place I go is my library. And I just went there a minute ago because I realized I didn't know something. And I got into Story's Guide to Raising Beef Cattle by our own prolific writer, Heather Smith Thomas. And I just realized what a darn good book this is. Everybody that's got a beef cow in the backyard needs to have one of these. And um, you can get it on Amazon, no doubt. Great forward by Baxter Black. Uh, it talks about breeds and genetics, handling and behavior of cattle, issues in buying and selling, general guidelines for raising beef cattle, pasture fencing and facilities. That's a good, uh, that's what I was looking at, actually. 
feeding cattle, keeping cattle healthy, growing and breeding heifers, care of the pregnant cow, calf health, and many, many more things. So get your copy of Story's Guide to Raising Beef Cattle. Go on Amazon.com. Heather Smith Thomas. Back to you. Maybe you guys will be as smart as I am one of these days. That's my two cents. All right. Thanks, Captain. And uh, how many of you caught that little comment that he added there towards the very end? You know, and the thing was, it almost felt like he said that pretty straight face, too. (laughs) Anyways, you know, uh, Captain was talking about that the foreword there was done by Baxter Black on that book. Uh, On the back cover, here's what it says. Baxter writes, whether you're a novice, dude, tenderfoot or urban cowboy to completely absorb the extensive contents of this book. They could probably qualify as a graduate teaching assistant at Agriculture A&M. So there you go. Baxter Black has just a profound way of putting things that make a lot of sense, as he has over the years. So, well, stay with us. Coming up next, Craig Van Dyke with Stonex Financial joins us. We're going to be talking about risk management when it comes to marketing and protecting our cattle. We'll be back with more on the Working Ranch Radio Show. It's a competitive calf market, and buyers want calves that will perform, period. And a proven solution is Simmental. In fact, data from the Tri-County Steer Carcass Faturity from 2002 through 2018 on nearly 60,000 head of calves revealed that Simmental sired calves represented the highest carcass-valued sire group over English and other continental breed groups. And the sire group that was the second highest carcass value was Simangus sire. So... The proof's right there. For low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential, be confident that Sim Genetics will give you more per head, period. Stand strong, Simmental. And we welcome you back here to the Working Ranch Radio Show. Justin Mills here with you, and we're glad to have you along on our program today as uh, both of our subjects today are going to be coming from conversations where I sat down with a couple of these gentlemen at the recent uh, 2022 cattle con or ncba conference that was held in houston texas and of course when you go down to those events not only are there a lot of policies and and issues being talked about down there but there's also some educational components that you can take part of as well and so later on in our program here dr kelly sanders will be joining me we're going to be talking about fetal programming but now we're going to be tuning in to my conversation with craig van dyke with stonex financial as we talked on the issue of risk protection. Let's turn now to that conversation. This time of the year in our ranching industry, we've got uh, calves on the ground. Folks have already started calving to folks still maybe a month or two or three out from calves hitting the ground. But uh, I know when it when you look at this, uh, we're still a ways off maybe from being actively marketing your calves. But I thought felt it was important that we maybe look at a subject here today on on uh, with our, our marketing our cattle that uh, you can start to get your mind wrapped around, hopefully in an effort so that when that time comes you can it'll help you in in maybe making some decisions and it really has to do with the issue of risk protection and i know that in itself many years ago uh had you you really are only options in a lot of ways where futures and commodity trading nowadays there's a tool out there that uh, we've talked about here on the working ranch radio show lrps livestock risk protection and so i really want to get into that just a little bit here because i know 
I know even as myself, sometimes it's you're not quite sure where to start. And, and then also, who do you talk to? You know, how do you what what are the kinds of questions you should ask them? And, and uh, because you don't want to sound dumb. Right. So. So with that in mind today, I'm pleased to have my guest today, Craig Van Dyke, who's with StoneX Financial uh, Incorporated. And Craig, thanks for joining us here on the Working Ranch Radio Show. And just just I want to kind of simplify this here today to, to help folks maybe move off the mark just a little bit in looking at some available tools that are here through risk protection uh, here in 2022. And Craig, first of all, I think one of the things, as I said just a little bit ago, sometimes folks are just not quite sure where to start. Yeah, Justin, thanks for having me on. First of all, I really appreciate this and enjoy, you know, getting the chance to come out here and talk with guys and, you know, meet face to face and shake a hand. And, and uh, I think that's actually maybe the first step as far as risk management goes is a lot of the battles that I see guys face is that it's a small hurdle for them to get involved in risk management because they don't know who they're working with or they don't know the process completely or how the tools work. And at the end of the day, that's probably the start of 90% of the conversations that I have with my current clients and guys that I meet that are interested in discussing risk management. When I give seminars, when I give uh, uh, you know classes on risk management, oftentimes they're asking for you know an educational seminar on the market. And by that, I mean, you know, LRP, puts, calls, futures, how it works, what's the best way to go about it, right? And what I've come to learn is that it's more important to me that, yes, obviously that we eventually get you to learn those things. But the three things for me that carry the most value in risk management is, is discipline, execution, and management. So my job as a broker is to walk you through those steps. You know, I'm, I'm your, your market therapist, let's say. I'm your, your you know, your, your money therapist as far as how to execute trades and what we want to do. So if I can help guys breach that small first hurdle, and like I said, that's a majority of guys that I work with today, that's how our conversation got started. I know just enough to be dangerous. How many times have you heard that, right? I know just enough to be dangerous. Well, that's why I have a job. Your job is to be ranching. Your job is to be farming. Your job is to stay focused on the, on the core of what you do. My job is to be behind the computer on your team and helping you navigate that risk as, as markets move along. And especially in this day and age, as, as volatile as markets are, you know, uh, opportunities sometimes come quick, fast, in a hurry. You know, so it's my job to be back there as a team, team member and saying, oh, you know, I know Justin needs, you know, he's planning on marketing some feeders, you know, whatever, October, right? And, you know, I know his break-evens. I know his numbers. We've discussed how different strategies work. I know what we're looking for. Boom. Here's the opportunity. Here it comes. Here's what we can do to make sure we're protecting profit, pending your risk tolerance and what type of strategy we're talking about using. I'm calling you up and, and we're discussing what to do. You're the boss at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, it's your call. You know, you get to say yes, you get to say no. Um, you know, and it's, I think it's healthy at times too. It sounds strange, you know, but it's okay to butt heads. I think that's healthy for the relationship. That way we're, we're challenging our ideas, our strategies in the markets, but then it's my job to rein you in and say, Hey, let's be disciplined here. We've set up a plan. Let's execute it. Once we execute that plan, let's manage it. Right. So 
let's let's talk about some of the products because because we're seeing a little bit more uh, interest in LRPs. We've talked about it on our program as well, and and yet there's there really is a variety of options out there. And and as LRPs have come more into an existence, it's kind of helped guys uh, get into some risk management abilities there without some of the big load lots that 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 uh, futures has to kind of has on there. So let's talk about some of these options because. Uh, you know, really, as, as we talked about, people just not, they're, they're not really quite certain. They, they kind of know about them and just know enough to be dangerous, you know. So let's talk about some of these different options that are available to guys out there and, and how that's uh, and where it applies and where, where this option is good here or this, this type of product is good here versus going maybe this route. Let's talk about some right. of these. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, you've got plenty of alternative marketing, you know, uh, um, tools out there. But, you know, it's the core of what I deal in is the LRP, the Livestock Risk Protection now, which the way it's been restructured recently is, is starting to really become a fantastic tool now for the producer. Um, so LRP puts, calls, futures, you know, is, is the main in what I deal in. I would also include, you know, forward contracting or, you know, cash sales, um, you know, depending what type of product we're talking about. That is a tool, obviously. So to dig deeper into your, your question here, all of them have different pros and cons, right? Uh, if there was a perfect, you know, uh, uh, coverall within one position, we wouldn't have the others. Uh, the LRP has become a fantastic tool because we can get more specific in, in what you're trying to do, you know, as far as amount of head goes, steer heifer, uh, uh, you know, weight class, you know, we can get a lot more specific on the LRP, which is handy. The beauty of it too, you know, the, the premium you paid for that LRP, and we'll call it insurance policy, uh, you don't have to pay that money until the expiration of the contract. You know, so that's different, obviously, than futures or puts and calls. There's an advantage there, right? It keeps your cash flow open. It keeps your borrowing base open. Um, and I say pay that premium. You might be receiving as well, depending where the market's at upon that time. So uh, it, government subsidizes as well. Right, so we can do some positions LR in LRP that is better than what I can do for you with a put option on the board. So the con with the LRP is you can't manage it, right? Once you have it, you have it. And that may not be a bad thing, right? Uh, um, if you're comfortable with where you've set that LRP level, you've, you know, you're protecting profit, it, you know, set it and forget it, and you're good to go. You don't want to worry about it. The hard part is, is when you're looking at futures and options, well, we all know this market moves, especially cattle, right? The feeder feeder and cattle market, I mean, is one of the more volatile markets that, you know, I deal with, and, you know, in the ag industry, one of the more volatile markets. So uh, the con there, you know, with LRP is once you set it, you can't manage it. Whereas with futures, puts, calls, and as time moves along, work you in a better position, adjust it, pull money out of the market, still keep you protected. Uh, you know, that's a three hour long podcast to get in the fine detail. You know, we'll, we'll bring it for a cir for circle. That's why I have a job to go through those, you know, specific details on the ma management side of the equation. It's not to say, though, you know, when I say you can't manage LRP, it's not to say that we can't manage around your LRP position with futures, options, uh, uh, you know, puts, calls. There are ways to manage around it. And, you know, as volatile as the market is, I'd say there's oftentimes opportunities to be able to work with that. Um, so 
you know, the put call side of the equation, you're paying that premium up front. If you're buying puts, that premium you pay is, you know, that's the maximum amount of money you can lose. Um, you know, I find guys to be a lot less emotional when we're dealing in non-marginable types of positions, right? Uh, you know, you, you know what you paid, you know, let's say you got your break even protected, you know where you're staying, same with LRP, you know, the, the maximum amount you can lose is, is what you've agreed to lock in on. It's a non-marginable position. Um, we found it to be very beneficial versus, you know, uh, guys want to trade futures and that's fine. I trade plenty of marginable positions, guys. If the numbers work and the guys are comfortable with it, they have the risk tolerance, they have the capital to be able to sustain a big move, there's nothing wrong with trading marginable positions. But I do see at times it gets in the way of guy being disciplined, right? You know, you've got a cattle rallies, you're, you're short the board, you've locked in a hundred bucks ahead, life is good, and then all of a sudden we rally and you're, you, you know, you've got to pay margin calls and you still got the cattle. It is a margins business, I get it. So there's nothing wrong with it, but then all of a sudden you, you know, you've been burned on the futures, and now you're, you don't stay disciplined. You get out, you never sell again, and the market heads down for the next eight months, right? So to stay disciplined, that's a lot more difficult, especially as emotional as we can all get. As a broker, my job is to be unbiased, unemotional as possible. Um, you know, a little bit of background too. I come from the small farm, right? Um, you know, we spent, and I discussed this with you earlier, we spent, you know, 95% of our time trying to figure out, well, you know, how can we get a few extra pounds on these? How, uh, you know, how can we get three more bushel of corn out of this field, right? We spend so much time and effort in being as good of a farmer or rancher as we can, and yet we spend 5% of the time marketing our actual product. And how do you get paid, right? Well, sure, you get paid yeah, if you have more bushel per acre, you got, you know, you, you, your performance is a lot better. Sure, you get paid still. But if you're not marketing that side, you know, if you're not on the marketing side of the equation, you're potentially leaving a lot of money on the table, you know. Um, so it comes down to working with somebody that you know, somebody that is, that is on your team, somebody that is willing to understand how you want to manage things, what you can afford, what you can't afford to do how you like to, to manage your positions, your physical cattle as time goes along. And it's my job to sit here and help you execute properly, keep you out of trouble, right? That's Sometimes that's not a trade at all, right? Sometimes keeping you out of trouble saves you a lot of money and we didn't even do a thing, we just talked, yeah. right? And that doesn't cost you a dime. Might start charging you for that. <laughs> yeah, though. you might. So <laughs> your your rates as a therapist might go <laughs> right, up. Though. Yeah, I I know. I don't I don't have the degree, but yeah. I feel like uh, you know after ten years of doing this, I, I could probably qualify for a psychology degree at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, stay with us. When we come back, we're going to continue with more, and that is we're going to address the subject of what do we do when this market is starting to tick up a little bit. We're going to talk about it when we return on the Working Ranch Radio Show. There's assurance in buying bulls from a proven program, and a program that's been proven time and time again is Keneally Angus. So mark your calendar now for Keneally Angus Spring Bull Sale, Saturday, March 26th. That's the fourth Saturday of March, offering 550 head of yearling, 18-month, and coming two-year-old bulls. Now, these bulls are fully guaranteed with free delivery nationwide, and bulls out of the industry's leading sires with genomic-enhanced EPDs. You can buy in person, leave them a bid, or bid online at Northern 
livestock video. For more information or to request a catalog, go to KeneallyAngus.com. It's Keneally Angus Spring Bull Sale, Saturday, March 26th at 12 Noon Mountain at the ranch south of Whitman, Nebraska. Welcome back again here to the Working Ranch Radio Show. Justin Mills here with you, and we appreciate you joining us on our program today. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're in the middle of a conversation with Craig Van Dyke with Stonex Financial. We're talking about uh, the risk protection tools that are available to producers out there, whether it's futures or LRPs. Uh, we're going to continue that conversation as it was recorded. When I was down at the 2022 NCBA conference down in Houston, Texas, let's go back as we continue that conversation with my guest today, Craig Van Dyke with Stonex Financial. Craig, you know, we're down here, CattleFax giving a report, and they have been talking about that the fact that these markets, uh, fundamentals are looking as though this cattle market's going to be fairly stronger than it has been the last couple of years and starting to tick up. So in these kind of environments, what are the options we need to be looking at? So I'm, I'm going to go a step behind that first. Um, what I how I like to view things and what I think I found is successful is yes, we're, I'm watching fundamentals. I'm an analyst as well. We're looking at, you know, I mean, we just had the inventory report. I mean, the numbers are clearly looking friendly. It shouldn't be a huge surprise. The futures market has a lot of that built in already. You look at back months today, you know, feeders 185 back month, that's, you know, 140 plus, right? I mean, we're at some historically pretty decent levels. So, you know, when it comes to trying to determine what tri- type of strategy want, we want to use, like with the LRP, I mean, the first thing I'm kind of thinking is, well, okay, are we bullish or are we bearish right now? You know, and right now, I mean, market leans to the bullish side. We're getting, we continue to feed the bull with fresh information. Um, that's going to adjust what type of strategy we might want to look at. So with the LRP, right, we're, we're setting that floor. It's an insurance premium. Uh, you know, think of it as an insurance premium, you know, you, and you can protect whatever level, like an insurance policy. You know, if you have a million dollar life insurance policy, it's going to cost you a little bit more. If you've got a $10,000 life insurance policy, right, it's going to cost you a little bit less. Um, do you want to collect on that policy? Well, no, right? Maybe your wife might want to collect on your life insurance yeah. policy. But, you know, so, so we're setting a floor to leave our upside open. And if we're because essentially, if you have to if you have to collect on that premium, it means the market was bad. Exactly. I mean, so so you're exactly. right when you say you don't want to collect on it. Yep. Yep. And it sounds strange. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's, I let's let's buy this and hope it hope <laughs> we don't it have goes to, to zero. It. Right. Yeah. Hope hope we you know have to pay that you know insurance premium. That sounds strange. But at the end of the day, you know you're likely going to make more money in the cash market if it continues to go up than you are you know if we go lower. And that's why you're setting the hedge, right? To, to if the cash market drops, if prices start to drop, uh, you know, you can, you've got that floor in place to help offset your cash loss. But if we lean that direction, let's say now on the bullish side, I'm looking at strategies like LRP, like put options, like put spreads. I'm looking at different strategies that are leaving your upside ocean open because you have the other side of the trade. You have the physical product, right? We want that to go higher. Okay. But as we've seen in the cattle market, it doesn't take but, you know, a plant fire. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Oprah Winfrey says something about beef. You know, all of a sudden things can change in a hurry. So I, I don't 
while I might have a bias is where things head, I'm looking at the charts, I'm looking at trends. If those trends are, are telling me, hey, market's still in a bullish uptrend, we haven't seen any obvious signs from price action or, or you know, uh, technical formations that say maybe time to, the trend is maybe changing as to why, I don't know, right? Nobody knows, I'm not here to tell you where the market's going. So with the LRP, you know, to, to answer that question, you know, it, we're at historically pretty high levels right now. Definitely a place you want to respect. You know, if we raise, if, you know, rates start running up, economic growth starts to slow. Does the consumer have the extra dollar to pay for a luxury item? Beef, right? Beef's your luxury protein, whether we want to believe it or not. You know, it's a more expensive protein than poultry and, and pork. Um, granted, they all work together, but those long-term forecasts to me, throw them out the window. Do they matter? Well, sure, okay, yeah, that they're building our bias and we might adjust our trading strategy around that bias. But stuff changes so fast that I'm more concerned about the short term. I'm more concerned about if we're getting signs that, uh, you know, maybe the market's topping out here, the charts are giving us signs, funds are big time long, you know, we all of a sudden raise rates and stock market starts to dump. Look at what's happened here at the beginning of January, stock market's been under heavy pressure in the correlation to what cattle's been doing during those big down days in the stock market followed right along, right? So a lot of things can change in a hurry that affect the cattle market. It's very sensitive to that. Um, so we're using those strategies, LRP puts to help guide us around what works for you. And, and when I, you know, when I'm talking about long-term strategies or whatnot, I, one of the first things I, I you know, working with clients, you know, he buys a new load of cattle or, or whatever it might be is, where's your break-evens? What's your number? Yeah, yeah. You know those simple things. Well, they need to know those. They need to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's going to change, you know, you, death loss or cost of gain. I mean, that stuff's going to change as we move along. So to get back to your original question with the LRP and, and you know, uh, we have a bullish sentiment right now, right? So... Uh, to me, if we're at an area where you can lock in some pretty good money and we're at historically high prices right now, fine, be bullish, but be disciplined. So let's set that LRP floor out there if we can get it for a fairly reasonable price for what we think. It works for your numbers. Let's set that floor. And let's pray this market raising, you know, rallies another 20 bucks a hundred weight. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I'm not here to tell you what it does. And then we can step in and maybe we, you know, if we rally 20, 20 bucks a hundred weight, your LRP is not doing much for you anymore, right? So maybe that's a point where, well, all right, we've got really good money in these cattle now, even when we take off the expense of the LRP that we're going to have to pay. Maybe we sell futures at, you know, $2 feeders or 160 fats, whatever, right? Maybe we buy some puts on this load of cattle. It's both of our jobs. It's my job also to be cognizant of how much we're spending on managing risk. You know, I mean, you can also get yourself caught up in being in and out too much, spending too much money on insurance premiums or options. You know, you can get caught up uh, um, in a situation where you've spent too much money on trying to manage that risk. So, Craig, we could, you know, with, uh, as you said, there's some of these different subjects. We could have a three hour podcast on some of them. and We don't have, uh, you know, a lot of time to, to go into everything like that. But as we kind of wrap up here a little bit, you, you talk about a lot of things. And I know a lot of people are there's things you said that kind of sent people's minds probably down a certain road. But to just like and I kind of put you on the spot here a little bit, but give me just 
kind of quickly three points like it, it when you guys when you're dealing with folks and and they're just they're like you said before they're uncertain they're they just that uncertainty brings a lot of questions to them three things real quick just that you'd say here's what you need to do this this and this what would those three things be good question i would start with this let's cover the first hurdle okay call ask questions do not be afraid um, so that that'd be the very okay, first step. That's is, good. Is find, you know, it, and I'm not saying it has to be me. Just okay? just don't be but afraid to reach out to somebody. Don't be afraid to reach okay. out. Okay. You know, in, in you know, building yep. that trust is you yep. wouldn't do business with anybody you don't trust. Right? Yep. So building that trust to me is the very first step. Uh, the this next big step is, is work with that guy and helping and he or she should be helping you understand the tools. You know, I don't, I wouldn't expect you to know them as, as well as, as I would, right? That's yes, why I have correct. a job. That's why, yeah. You know, that's why um, we're calling you. Yes. But understanding those tools is important. You know, I, I, if I have a client and I, I think this is the high, I think this is what we should be doing right here, right now. If he doesn't understand what I'm telling him on, you know, the put or, or the LRP or selling futures, if he doesn't understand that. I won't put that position on no matter how strong I feel he should do it. He needs to understand why we're doing it. Because I don't want to have a conversation two months down the road and whatever the market moves and, you know, I get a call of what in the world's going on with our account, right? I want you to know, hey, if we do this position and cattle rally's 10 bucks, here's what your position's looking. I want you to understand that thing. So that'd be the second step is digging deep into it. Uh, And the third step would be get your feet wet. Get your feet wet. And I find you roll through those first two steps. I'm not saying you got to protect 100% of your inventory. You know, stair step into it. Uh, get your feet wet so you can really see and feel and understand how things are going. Um, and, and trust that process. You know, uh, too many times I, I, I see guys get their feet wet and market rallies and that put goes worthless, right? And then they think it's the worst thing in the world. This is, this is a, it's not a day-to-day speculative in and out, you know, true hedgers. That's not the way it should be. My job to keep you disciplined, right? I said it a thousand times. Um, but trust that process because there's different ways to manage stuff as time moves along. So trust that process um, in getting your feet wet and staying disciplined and true to it. Because the moment you start to get undisciplined or the moment you're, you know, you're paying margin calls and you're sick of it. You're never going to do futures again. That's the moment you should stay in because then market's rolling over and you're going to make all that money back on, on the loads. You yeah. So. Well, and I think back to your getting feet wet, I think LRP plays into that. That's a strength of LRPs because in the past people couldn't do it. You know, you were talking about pot loads. Well, there's guys out there don't have pot loads yes. where the LRP has that advantage. But still the, the thing is, it doesn't mean maybe you have 40 calves to sell. It doesn't mean you got to do all 40, even if you got in right. with 10 head just to, just to try it out. But, or guys with pot loads that can do it. So the LRP really is, has that has an advantage. To that and I heard I hate to say talk about one product over the other but there is an advantage to that excellent point excellent point yeah especially for you know for for that situation so all right well Craig Craig Van Dyke with Stonex has been my guest here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show thanks for joining us here uh, on the Working Ranch Radio really Show really appreciate you having me Dustin all right so. 
And again, Craig Van Dyke has been my guest today with StoneX Financial out of Chicago, Illinois. And of course, if you'd like to visit with him, uh, have questions, you want to reach out to him, please feel free to do so. I will put a link in the description that will take you right to his contact information. And uh, I just hope if, if anything, as, as you're searching out maybe some of these opportunities that are out there, to, tools that are available, that uh, we've given you some ideas or some questions that you can ask either him or, uh, or your consultant as well about that and know that you can get started one way or the other in looking at these tools that are available to us here in the cattle industry. We'll stay with us. When we come back, we'll have more on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Ka-ching! More pounds, more calves, more profit. Studies show Hereford Genetics increased net profit by $51 per cow per year. That's $20,000 in additional revenue for a typical 400 cow outfit. And calves sired by Hereford bulls continue to add value through the chain. A documented $30 per head in feedlot profitability. That's real money and real results. Get more ka-ching. Come home to Hereford at Hereford.org. And we welcome you back here to the Working Ranch Radio Show. Justin Mills here, and we'll get into our next subject here in just a few moments as we're going to be talking with Dr. Kelly Sanders on fetal programming. But first, you know, those that are riding lead on some of these larger ranches today, they know livestock and they know natural resource management. But the exceptionals are those set apart by their business savvy, their ability to communicate and to lead people. Well, the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management master's degree program, it can provide that leg up to advance your ranching career. Maybe you're a ranch manager, maybe you're a ranch owner, but you want to go to the next level. Well, the curriculum, the internship, management projects, outreach education events, these all will sharpen your management skills and help to expand your professional network. Now, if you'd like to share this experience with over 45 alumni across the country that currently manage over 7 million acres and run and manage over 155,000 head of cattle, well, check out the program from the King Ranch Institute for Ranch management if you go to your web browser and type in k-r-i-r-m that stands king ranch institute for ranch management if you search that in your web browser you can go there to find out more information about their master's degree program let's turn back now towards our subject that we're going to be talking about next and uh, as i've said before in our program recently i attended the national cattlemen's beef association's annual convention down in houston texas sat down with a couple of gentlemen and talked about a couple different subjects one of those is up next as I sat down with Dr. Kelly Sanders of Westway Feeds as we talked fetal programming. Let's turn now and listen in on that conversation. Dr. Sanders, as as we know, and you and I talked before our program here, that really we can this we can make this our our management of our our ranches really really complicated and there are a lot of factors to it so i don't want to be naive to that but at the same time how do we simplify some of these some of these subjects that are out there that we need to be looking at from a management standpoint and as we talked about fetal programming is something we're here hearing more and more about and we're in a time frame where calves are already on the ground folks are still maybe a month or two or so from having calves on the ground but let's talk about fetal programming and from and and try to get it simplified and what it means uh, and how we apply that or how do we need to look at that from a management standpoint as a rancher yeah justin i I think a lot of times we uh in at least in the science world we try to make things a little more complicated and and sound (laughs) maybe way more important sometimes but uh you know, fetal programming, or they also call it, some people may 
actually hear epigenetics or something like that. And that's really just uh, a phenomenon that goes on during during pregnancy when that utero or that utero (laughs) when that uh, embryo is actually developing right and uh, so what happens in that deal is if nutrition is not correct whether it's protein it could be the lack of energy it might even be some lack of minerals and vitamins you know if we don't have a balanced nutrition for that cow to develop that calf kind of what happens is even though the genetics are there for say for certain performance or reproduction or even marbling in the calf well if there's a nutritional insult basically the genetics how that how the calf develops genetically it doesn't change but the expression of those genes does change so I always kind of throw a picture up there of some uh, kind of monkey looking horse walking through the you know the jungle mm-hmm. just to make the the impact or the the example of saying it's changing it's still a horse but it looks like a little bit like a monkey but ultimately the genetics are still there they just don't express themselves the same and so if you look at kind of the research that's been done so even though cattle have maybe the genetics to be you know choice when they actually yeah. are kills or are harvested then really what happens is because it changed in the cow they may only uh that group of calves may only uh you know marble and and be 60 percent choice or 50 percent choice and it's not that the genetics are not there they just don't express themselves because they had some type of nutritional insult in that last trimester when when that calf was being developed sure sure and you touched there on the timing of it it was that third trimester period is kind of what you're talking about right yeah so if if you look at how uh cells are divided and to to develop a calf uh, the muscle cells are are you know rapidly you know increasing because the calf's getting bigger the other thing is fat cells are also developing especially in that last trimester and so if we uh, mess up so to speak because of the lack of nutrition then those cells don't develop in the right number and so that's really what happens the calf doesn't really express those genetics from marbling because we reduce the number of cells that are developed you know in that in that calf during that time frame which is really important for that uh, the other trimesters are, are really important one you know the first trimester and the second trimester because that is you know when the cardiovascular systems do you know being developed and some of the other things that are you know the base part of that animal's biology mm-hmm. And so if we have some major insult there, then you, it begs the question, are we affecting the calf's lungs and heart? Does that affect sure. our long-term health? So I don't know that we have those answers today. I think we're, people are digging into that to see, you know, is, is there something there? And so it's going to be kind of exciting in the near future to see, you know, if, if there is some fetal programming aspects going on there that we can actually, sure. you know, affect health on because... Yeah. And anybody buying cattle today knows we got the best drugs, we got the vac- best vaccines, we're doing a better job with nutrition, but we still have sets of calves that just get really, really sick. And we, yeah. you know, our pull rates are still really high in feed yards and preconditioning yards. So, man, if we could do something on yeah. the cow side to affect health, that would be, yeah. that'd be a pretty, pretty big leg yeah. up for us. Yeah. When you talk about these kind of things and the fact of, you know, 
then we start to look at the timing and, and what we're putting into those cows at a certain time. And I know one of the elements that I deal with as a, as a commercial guy myself is just, you know, there's a lot of inputs that we can throw at these cattle. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. yet at the same time, you know, we want we want to be efficient. We want to do the best we can, and and not go overboard. But we don't definitely don't want to be, as you're saying here in this particular situation with fetal programming. If you don't have that stuff available, you can you can you know really pull your the ability of them calves to succeed. You can pull that down. So the middle ground for these for a commercial guy to say, you know what you know where do we need to be at with this because it's just. We can just go so overboard with input costs mm-hmm. in our cattle, and I'm more of a low input guy, and might be a, and might cause some deficit in what I'm doing. But where's the middle ground for a commercial guy out there? I really think we just need to keep it simple, right? I, I always kind of have in my head kind of a three-legged stool to say if a, if we're going to have a stool that sets up, and that's say a cow's nutrition. Yeah. It's protein, it's energy, it's minerals and vitamins, and it's just balancing that out in that cow's diet, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, depending on what part of the country you're in and what time of year, that cow's needs are always changing. They're increasing or decreasing a little bit, and the same thing's going on with grass. And so, I just think the better we can understand the grass base that we have, the size of cows, and what we're trying to, to achieve. You know, if you're a seed stock operator, then the demands and those inputs probably need to be a whole lot higher, you know, to achieve your goals. If you're a commercial operation, you may not try, you, you know, the, your goals and, and performance desires may be, probably are not the same as that uh, that seed stock operator. So I think that's another balance you have to look at. So, man, I'd just say, let's keep it simple. Let's remember it's a protein, energy, okay. mineral, vitamin, and just let's balance that. You can get with a nutritionist, you can get with... You know, maybe one of your sales folks, because in a lot of places there's good salespeople at different companies that can run rations and understand nutrition really well that can help, you know, operations kind of have a balanced approach and be more strategic about how they're feeding their cattle because we still got to make money in this deal and uh, we can throw lots of dollars that do a lot of different stuff and it's good stuff, Mm -hmm. right? It's really good stuff. And, uh, but it may not pay at the end of the day. And I think that's where we just really have to evaluate, keep it as simple as we can and uh, go at it that, you know. Yeah, you bet. Well, uh, Dr. Sanders, I want to thank you for joining us. I I mean, it's... I guess for me, I got it. I, my mind, my simple mind, I need to keep it simple. And so yeah, yeah. yeah, I appreciate your comments. I think it, it does simplify that in a way. And just for us to understand, like you said, the three legged stool, keep those three, three things in mind. And, and I know, you know, the other thing is, you know, don't be afraid to call a nutritionist, to call somebody. I think there's also some, you know, a little bit of skepticism. Well, are they going to try to sell me their product? But at the same time, it, you, you got to reach out and try to get some contact so somebody can help you with formulating a ration and where are you deficient and what mineral are you deficient mm-hmm. in so that you can do that. Well, and, and feed companies and nutritionists, they, they have a lot of services they that do. can aid, right? Uh, I know we, as, as Westway, we'll go out to your, to your uh, ranch, your operation, we'll analyze forage, we'll pull hay samples, we'll analyze diets and, and try to guide and direct, you know. Certainly every feed company wants your business, yeah, but everybody sure. wants to help you as well, right? Yeah. And so uh, I, I think you have to consider that. Well, and I, don't, and I think too, you gotta, don't let that not you, make you not do anything. You know, just 
you gotta you know do you know don't don't just sit on the sidelines because you're afraid of that you yeah because there there are so many resources for cattlemen today yeah uh in all the areas and again it can be overwhelming when you really dig into it and go holy cow there's a lot of them <laughs> You know, I just really try to keep it simple and yeah. say, when you got to eat an elephant, you just eat that elephant one at a time, you know, one bite at a time. And so start is the most important yeah. thing. Call somebody is the most important thing. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Kelly Sanders uh, with Westway Feeds has been my guest here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Appreciate you joining us here today. You bet, Justin. Thank you for your time. And again, that was my conversation recently held down in Houston, Texas with Dr. Kelly Sanders of Westway Feeds. Well, coming up next, meteorologist Don Day is in. We're going to be talking about the next blast of wintry weather coming across the country. We'll be back when we return on the Working Ranch Radio Show. If you could do something today that would bring you a profit tomorrow, would you do it? In the cattle business, it's about efficiency. And with Limousine Genetics in your herd, your profit is just one calf crop away. With Limousine or Limflex cattle, it's more pounds, naturally, to sell at weaning. It's growth and feed efficiency with the added benefit of carcass merit. The other side of the profit coin with Limousine Genetics is the maternal efficiency, docility, and longevity of your cows and bulls. It's as simple as Limousine Today profit tomorrow. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. Justin Mills here as we turn now with a look at our long-term weather and meteorologist Don Day joining us. And Don, it looks like as we look into the next week and the first part of March that we are going to see some pretty significant cold temperatures across the country, much as you had predicted earlier when we had talked. Well, it looks like uh, February is going to really want to show its its self over the next couple of weeks in terms of the kind of cold it could bring. You know, a year ago for this week is when we had that big cold wave that caused all the problems in Texas and across a large part of the nation. Um, and it looks like we're going to see a pattern developing that's a week later than last year, but one that is going to be quite cold across a lot of North America. And uh, we have, as we have talked in previous programs, how the last well, really six weeks, the stormy weather has been in the east. It's been part of the Midwest and Great Lakes. Now, those areas are still going to have plenty of winter weather to deal with, especially the Midwest and Corn Belt as we go into uh, the beginning parts of our forecast period. But there's definitely a westward shift now um, of the weather that's going to be really affecting the Plains states and the Rockies, as well as parts of the far west, including the Great Basin states in the Pacific Northwest, Namely, with temperature, uh, there is going to be a, a really large area of cold air that's going to be moving into Canada. That will then expand and grow and head south as we get into next week and maybe re-energized with another wave towards, uh, let's say, about a week from now, another push of cold air could come in. So the second half of February is going to bring in some episodes of cold. And certainly folks who have started calving operations lambing operations uh, we're getting to that time of year where that starts to ramp up and there's going to be some weather challenges mm -hmm. don last week i was watching a video podcast of yours on youtube and one of the things you talked about is how you look back on some of the previous weather years and while they do not necessarily replicate they rhyme and we look back to years like 2011 and 2014 and how you're seeing this year having some replications or rhyming with those previous years and so can you explain that a little bit sure um we like to go back in time because a lot of time 
what we'll find is, is that when we find patterns that we have seen before, we go take a look at those years and see how that might apply as we take a look ahead in the spring and summer. And we're bringing up the, the, the years of 2011 and 2014 because those were both La Nina uh, winters and springs. And that's exactly where we're at right now. Uh, they also are similar in terms of 2011 came right around as solar minimum. We just came out of our solar minimum a year ago. So there's some uh, things that are, are similar. And, and what we have found is looking back at the late winter and spring of 2011, there are similarities to what's happening now. Also, the late winter and spring of 2014 has some similarities. And what we find in both of those years is, is that the latter half of winter and spring saw an uptick in stormy weather, an uptick in terms of um, an active pattern that did lead to more productive systems in terms of precipitation. Um, it's one of those good news and bad news situations. If this late winter and spring of 2022 has some similarities with 2011 and 2014. The good news is that's going to bring some needed precipitation to parts of the central and western United States, which is good news, mm -hmm. but it's also going to come with some rough weather. That means some winter storms and those things that you get when you see those patterns start to get more busy. Mm -hmm. So from your perspective, let's break it down by the region and how you see this developing in the next couple of months. It's going to be the northern and central areas of the United States, that I think, are going to get the help first. Okay. We're concerned about the southern plains. So that would be Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, parts of Colorado and Kansas, to where their help is coming, but later. But we're cautiously optimistic that the Pacific Northwest, the central and northern Rockies and parts of the northern plains uh, are going to get into a more active spring pattern this year. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here again on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Thanks for having me. And again, that's meteorologist Don Day with a look at our long-term weather. Well, stay with us. When we come back, we're going to put a wrap on this week's episode. Do you have a young child, grandchild, niece, or nephew that loves the weather and wants to learn more? Day Weather has produced a children's weather journal full of weather facts, fun weather experiments, coloring pages, and pages to record weather observations for every season of the year. The weather journal is for ages 3 to 7 and designed to be fun and educational. The interactive weather projects are fun for the whole family to take part in. For only $10, the Day Weather Weather Journal is a great gift idea for any occasion. Click on our Amazon link to order at dayweather.com. And before we go, another thank you to my guest today, Craig Van Dyke with Stonex Financial, Dr. Kelly Sanders with Westway Feeds. The Working Ranch Radio Show is a production of Working Ranch Magazine. Join us right here every Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 or on your podcast provider. I'm your host, Justin Mills, and until next time, keep your chin down and your mind in the middle. So long. So long.